ಪ್ರಕೃತಿ ಪುರುಷ ಇಸ್ ಭಗವಾನ್ಸ್ ಓನ್ ನೇಚರ್ ಭಗವಾನ್ಸ್ ಓನ್ ಎಕ್ಸ್ಪ್ರೆಷನ್ ದ ಸುಪ್ರೀಮ್ ರಿಯಾಲಿಟಿ ಎಕ್ಸ್ಪ್ರೆಸಿಸ್ as both prakriti as well as purusha and the prakriti uh, the purusha is the then the experiencer perceiver witness and prakriti is all that is experienced witnessed and not only there is one main uh, one cosmic purusha and prakriti but there are many many purushas and prakritis is like uh, uh the sun gets reflected and you will see so many reflections so though the sun is one it is reflected in millions of different ways in the same way the supreme reality is one and it uh, is expresses as millions of purusha prakriti and uh, so each one of us is uh, that supreme reality alone but at present identified with the with the limited prakriti which has gone to make our own body mind intellect so the whole uh, purpose of this uh, exercise spirituality is to recognize our own real nature so we are attached to this uh, prakriti which is uh, trigunatmika sattva gun rajogun tamogun so all the three gunas bind and all these three gunas are interrelated when one rises the other two goes down when one goes down other two rises if sattva gun goes down then rajogun tamogun rises so they are all three related and uh, the sattva gun helps us to evolve spiritually rajogun keeps us in between tamogun brings us down therefore there is variety of range in this entire cosmos a range of beings are there so there are beings who are totally pure sattva guna some of the beings are called devatas also when they are pure sattva gunas then there are beings who are more rajoguni and then tamoguni and so many varieties are there and then those who have transcended this uh, all these gunas so they are called gunatit so bhagwan gives the technique also so let us chant that words again words number 19 nanyam gunebhya kartaram ಯದೃಷ್ಟಾನುಪಶ್ಯತಿ ಗುಣೇಭ್ಯಂತಿ ಮದ್ಭಾವ ಸೋಧಿಗತಿ ನಾಣ್ಯಂ ಗುಣೇಭ್ಯ ಕರ್ತಾರೃಷ್ಟಾನುಪಶ್ಯತಿ ಹಾಂ ಯದ ದ್ರಷ್ಟಾ 
So drashta is the seer, the experiencer, the one who is watching, the one who is witnessing, and that is I. So there is this I who is aware of all that is happening, not only in our waking state, but that I is the witness of our dream, and the I is witness of the deep sleep state also. That I doesn't go to sleep. So it is witnessing the deep sleep state. It's like suppose I am watching a drama, and I am looking at it. My eyes are open. I am looking at the drama. Then they change the light and all, make it bright, make it lighter, different colors and all. And I see all this drama going on. Then suddenly the power failure takes place. The total pitch darkness is there. Even that pitch darkness, I am seeing it. The eyes are open, and I am seeing it. Similarly. Deep sleep state is like pitch darkness, but the witness is still seeing it. The witness is seeing the absence of all the phenomena, absence of all play, hmm. because it's all everything has as though merged into tamogun. So the witness, the supreme witness, is uh, witnessing even the tamogun. So this witness, drashta. When he comes to, when that drashta, when I come to know that all that is happening, all karma, all activities are performed by the gunas. Na anyam gunebhya kartaram yada drashta anupashyati. That everything is being done by the gunas. When I become aware of it, it's like suppose I am. Sitting and the, some machine is uh, functioning in front of me. I am aware that I am not making it work, but it is working by itself. Like the watch, it's uh, continuously uh, moving. So I know that I am sitting here and the watch is functioning. The watch has got its own mechanism. The watch itself uh, maintains the time. It maintains the date. It maintains the alarm. It has got all the various features. It is made like that. It functions within itself. I am just the seer of it. Similarly, the body, the mind, the intellect, everything functions according to the laws of prakriti, which includes the mind and intellect also. Thinking and deciding also is part of prakriti. So, I, the pure witness. Is is different from all this. This is a very subtle point to comprehend, and that is what we have to do in our practice, spiritual practice, in our meditation. Try to understand the difference between the prakriti and purusha. Identify yourself with purusha, and then look at prakriti. Not identified with prakriti. Like for example, I look at this flower. When I am aware of this flower, when I am conscious of this flower, I also am simultaneously conscious that I am different from this flower. Just as I see this flower and I am conscious of the presence of this flower, I am also conscious of the presence of the body. 
So body is different from I, the one who is conscious of this body. Till body, one may find it easier, but when it goes to the mind and when we come to the intellect and all, it becomes little bit more difficult to comprehend that I am the witness of my mind, of the intellect also. But this, uh, if one con- constantly practices, and that is what we mean by our uh, spiritual practice, meditation, is to just understand this uh, seer scene, identify with the seer, and once we identify with the seer, we will uh, transcend that state also and come to recognize our real nature. So, na anyam gunebhya kartaram. So, a realized master is one who looks at the whole thing as being happening in nature itself. Is totally identified with the with the Purusha. And this we can do with a simple experiment also, I mean simple practice of even watching our breath. It's very interesting that our breathing is going on. That is not interesting, I mean that is interesting. It goes on and on and on and on, right from the time we were born till we die. We drop the body. The breathing goes on and on. Whether we are young or old, whether we are happy or unhappy, whether we are asleep or uh, awake or dreaming, whether we are uh, conscious or unconscious, hmm, it doesn't matter. The breathing goes on. What does it mean? That, that breathing is going on according to the laws of Prakriti. Means I am not breathing, but breathing is happening and I am the witness of that breathing. Breathing is constantly happening and I am just a witness of that breathing, really speaking. But when I observe my breathing, then what happens? I identify with that breathing. And the breathing starts becoming little, uh, little haphazard. Okay, breathing is difficult to comprehend. Let us say walking. How many of you are walking? Okay, everyone is walking. We have learnt walking right from our childhood. And walking we do sahaj, spontaneously. What do we mean by spontaneously? That we let Prakriti do the walking. That is called spontaneous, that we don't interfere. We let the prakriti do the walking. So spontaneous walking happens. Spontaneous speaking happens. Spontaneous, so many things happen. So let us just take the walking part. Spontaneous walking happens. So many miles or so many distances you cover during the day also, you just move around here, there and all. And you might not even be aware, consciously aware. See, being consciously aware is different and be aware. One is, that awareness is constantly there, that is different. So we might not be consciously aware of it, but walking happens. But, suppose you are told, one of you are told, that please, you please come here and walk from one end of the stage to the other end of the stage. Is it a difficult task? Do you think it is difficult? 
Any volunteers? <laughs> hmm? Is it difficult? Walking from one end of the stage to the other end of the stage. It is one of the easiest things. It doesn't require any skill. You don't have to know Bharatnatyam for that. You don't have to know that cat walk or dog walk or whatever. You don't have to know some gymnastic or yogasana or nothing. That is something most natural for us. But when you are walking, what happens is that we become consciously aware. What do we mean by consciously aware? We, our intellect gets involved in it. We become conscious in the sense, we, our intellect starts uh, taking over the thing. It says that, let me handle the emergency situation. Let me handle it. I want the walk to happen properly. I don't want anybody to laugh at me. I want to be completely perfect. I know all of them are looking at me. So it should be absolutely good. So the intellect takes charge of the situation. When intellect takes charge of the situation, our ahankar gets involved. Intellect says, I will walk. I will put forward the step. I will walk properly. Ahankar gets involved. And so many uh, emotions get involved. Then again we remember our past also. Last time I walked and I slipped and fell down. And it was a great tragedy and all. I was walking to take the award. Uh, but uh, then it became like a great tragedy only. So all the past I remember. Then all sorts of things. So even that walking becomes like a great uh, pain. It becomes like a great uh, difficult task. Why? What is What has changed from spontaneous walking to this type of walking? The involvement of Purusha into Prakriti. You no longer leave the Prakriti alone to do its job. You are totally involved in it and it doesn't happen spontaneously. Even to click a photograph, if you are not aware and your photo is clicked, it, it comes candid photography, comes natural life. But if you are told, please smile, please stand like this, thoda sa idhar, thoda udhar and all, then that person starts becoming conscious. Smile. Yes, I am smiling, na? Please smile. So smile also doesn't happen natural. No, even there is some sort of uh, tension all over the body. It it might not be recognized directly, but on the photograph you recognize. So what happens, that, that is called identification. So what we have to do, we have to learn in meditation, we have to learn to be a, a, a non-judgmental witness. We have to just witness whatever happens. In order to comprehend, in order to experience this Purusha, one of the nature of this Purusha that it is a witness. But when that witness becomes a knower, when I say I know something, then that witness identifies with the intellect and becomes the knower. When I say I am feeling something, that witness identifies with the feeler. But when feeling happens, Knowing happens and I am just a witness. When I don't say I am knowing, 
but knowing is happening in the intellect and I am the witness of that. So when I learn this art of uh, witnessing, then I will, uh, that is the beginning of uh, learning the uh, technique of meditation. Hmm. So it can be like, uh, one can uh, do, the simplest thing is our breathing which happens spontaneously. So one has to learn to observe the breath in such a way that even when you are observing it, it starts happening spontaneously. In the beginning, it might be difficult. You will suddenly breathe very heavy or breathe softly or will get little confused about the breathing. But when we just observe our breathing as though it is happening apart from me, that there is a body and breathing is happening in the body and I am just the observer of that, then if I can remain as an observer, remain as a pure witness, that's called anupashyati, I remain as a witness, I understand that I am just a witness, then a very strange thing happens that uh, I get disengaged from that Prakriti. I become separated from the Prakriti and I come to comprehend my own uh, nature. I come to know that I am Gunebhyascha Param. I am beyond the Gunas. I am different from the Gunas. I am beyond the Gunas. And when I come to comprehend this, when I focus my attention on that I, the witness, and comprehend that I am beyond the Gunas, I become one with God. I identify with the nature of God. That I, which is looking at the Prakriti as a witness, that I is called God within us. When Bhagavan says in the 10th chapter that Aham Atma Gudha Kesha Sarva Bhuta Shayastitaha Aham Adishya Madhyancha Bhutanam Antayvacha He says that I am the Atma in every every being. I am their self. But uh, when we recognize this witness, I, that is God within us. Therefore in 13th chapter also Bhagavan has said Kshetradnyam chapimam vidhi sarva kshetresha bharata. I am the kshetradnya in all the kshetras. This is the, this is what is called uh, final step. Hmm. So just focus your attention on this I and remain focused on that and that will alone take us beyond. Now again to demonstrate, huh? last time I had demonstrated and this time also I will demonstrate the same thing I have in my pocket. What do I have in my pocket? Yes, where is it? Oh, yeah, there it is. Jadu. Where is that? Oh, yeah. See, now this, when this uh, light falls on my finger, the finger gets illumined. But when the finger is not there, nothing is illumined. But that doesn't mean there is no light. There is a light is there. Um, again, if we take, uh, yeah. 
So, when I am putting this light on the finger, what do you see? Do you see the finger? Yeah? Yes, you see the finger, you say. Hmm. But what exactly we see is the reflection of light. Finger by itself cannot be seen, it doesn't have a light of its own. When total darkness is there, finger cannot be seen, it doesn't have light of its own. So when this light falls on the finger, we seem to see the finger. But really speaking, we are seeing the reflected light. The reflected light in the shape of a finger. Why it has got this funny shape? Because of the shape of the finger. The light itself is doesn't have shape, doesn't have any form, doesn't have any uh, variety. But depending on that variety of this finger, the light appears to be uh, different. Now very, let us see. Let us now turn our attention to the sky at night. So the the entire sky is uh, illumined by the uh, the light of the sun, but it is not seen because there is nothing on which it gets reflected. So the light is there, but it is not seen. When there is a moon, we suddenly see the light. So that moon doesn't have a light of its own. The light of the sun, which is uh, unseen, when it falls on the moon, one can see that light. When we say I am seeing the moon, what I really mean is I am seeing the light reflected on that object called moon. I am seeing the light because seeing happens only of the light. Only light is seen by the eyes. Eyes do not know anything else. Eyes do not understand any other language. It understands the language of color and form. So eyes are seeing the light. That light which is totally invisible and all, when it falls on the moon, that light becomes visible. But very interesting, when that uh, moon is there and which is illumined by this light, the moon is not only illumined by the light, but that light which is unseen is also illumining the light which is illumined on the moon. This is a little, little subtle thing. Huh? The light which has, uh, which we see being illumined by the, which gets illumined on the moon, that light is also pervaded by the, by the cosmic light which is unseen. Similarly, our body and all is like a moon. Our body, mind, intellect is like the moon. The light of consciousness, the pure, pure reality is like the unseen light, transcendental. When it comes in contact with this body, mind, intellect, it appears to get reflected. So it gets reflected. The reflected light is what we experience as I am. Hmm. I am, you, all of us we experience I am, is that light reflected on this body of that pure consciousness which is my own self. 
So when I focus my attention on this I am and forget and shift my attention from everything else, what happens? The attention from I am gets shifted to that pure light which is beyond the concept of I am also, which is beyond the moon, which is beyond the reflection or reflected light on the moon. That is what we call transcending the moon or transcending the three gunas. The three gunas get transcended when we come to recognize, realize our own identity. So, gunebhyasya param vetti and this I is beyond the gunas. So, when we come to comprehend this I, the pure I, Bhagavan says, you become one with me. Then there is no difference between you and I. Then we can say, shivoham, shivoham, soham, soham. Then that statement of the Upanishad, aham brahmasmi, that gets... Uh, uh, that gets uh, completed or comprehended in that avastha. So, gunebhyasya param vetti madbhavam sodhi gachati. So, the whole text, all this 14 chapter was to understand, make us understand that all the activities are happening according to the mechanism of this uh, prakriti only, because of this three gunas only. Hmm. I hope you are, uh, we will practice also later on, but at present you just uh, keep this in mind. Now Bhagavan tells us in the next verse that what happens, many people have this uh, great question that why to gain moksha or why to transcend these gunas, why to have that state of enlightenment Am I not happy just like that? So Bhagavan answers that question in the next verse. Gunan etan ati tyatrin Dehi deha samudbhavan Janma mrityu jara dukhehi Vimokto mrtamashnute Gunan etanati tyatrin Dehi deha samudbhavan So this Dehi, this Dehi means one who is in this Deha, means the Purusha. See, many people get confused when they study the scriptures because the scriptures have the tendency to convey the same, uh, what you call, uh, that thought or the same theme through different words. For the Purusha, there are so many words out there. All of them convey the same thing. Like for the sun, there are 12 different names are there of the sun. In English you have only, if you just want to say anything about the sun, you just have to say sun only. But in uh, Sanskrit, you have so many names. Bhaskara and all. Bhaskara. 
Ravi, so many different names are there. Dinakar. So different uh, names to indicate the different uh, aspect because it is not just to just give some name, but that name should also convey the nature of that uh, object. So they have, they come up with different names. So that Purusha, Purusha means which pervades everything is called Purusha, which resides in the Pura. This body, mind, intellect and this whole Prakriti is like a Pura, like a place. And that which resides in this place is called Purusha. But this uh, body also is called Deha because it is burnt afterwards. Hmm. When a person dies, this body gets burnt. So it is also called Deha. And that which uh, resides in the body is called Dehi. Again, that Purusha only. So here Bhagavan says, that this Dehi, the Purusha, the I am, the pure I am, that pure I am, when it, it transcends, when I transcend the three gunas, these three gunas are the one which has formed my body. Deha Samud Bhavan, the body is formed by the three gunas. The combination, permutation of the three gunas themselves make the type of the body which we have. So this three gunas, Sattvagun, Rajagun, Tamagun, when they are transcended. Uh, Tamagun is transcended when we come into Rajagun. Rajagun gets transcended when we come into Sattvagun. And Sattvagun gets transcended when it becomes more and more pure and we shift our attention from the guna to the witness of the guna. It's like the pole vault jumping. Hmm. If it is something very small uh, height which you have to jump, you can just jump. But if you have to jump a, a tall uh, structure, then you have to take a long pole. So we take the pole and we raise ourselves to a certain height. And when we reach that height, we leave the pole and we jump across. If that right height is not reached, then that fellow jumps back into the square one, back into samsara. Every day I meditate, you know, but after waking up, I don't know what happens. Again, I am back to square one. Because you, that pole did not go uh, more straight. Maybe it, it went this much only. This much will not help. No doubt it will give a great high. You, from there, if you look, everyone looks very small. But uh, the speed with which you go up, sometimes with the same speed you come down also. Again you practice, again you come, again you do, again go. That is called regular practice of meditation. Ah. One may go on and on for a lifetime. That will not help. One should, uh, I mean, it will help in the sense, uh, slowly we will be able to make the mind more and more sattvic. But ultimately, one has to reach perpendicular uh, thing. And then, that's, that is called the pure sattva gun. And then we transcend that also. We transcend that by comprehending ourselves as the witness of this sattva gun. If we don't comprehend that we are the witness, if that knowledge doesn't happen, then even from this stage, again we come down. Therefore, there is the importance of knowledge. Knowledge is just to recognize that I am the witness of this gunas. I am that pure light of consciousness. I am not matter. 
I am not matter changes, matter comes uh, and uh, dies, matter undergoes goes lot of modification. I am the witness of this matter. So when I come to comprehend this, then what happened? I that uh, pole gets left and I jump across. I reach that state which is beyond the three gunas. So gunan etan atityatrin when dehi the purusha crosses over these three gunas which have created this body. So when he crosses, when that I crosses over this body, then what happens? I identify with my own pure self. And when I identify with my own pure self, see the body will continue to exist. Other people might continue to see the body of a realized master. So body will continue to be seen by others. The mind and intellect will continue to function. But that Purusha has transcended. And from that transcended state, the person sees the whole thing. Then even when that person again becomes aware of the body, he has gone beyond the identification of the body. The body is just used as a vehicle then. So such a person is called one who has gone beyond life and death. Janma mrityu jara dukhaihi vimuktaha becomes free of janma, of birth, of mrityu, of death, of jara, old age, and old age dukhaihi, the sorrow of this all. See, even in life when we are totally conscious, when we are healthy, when we have uh, proper, uh, our mind and intellect is proper, when we have not bonkers up there, when economically, socially everything is comfortable, we feel, Areva, very nice, life is so wonderful, everything is so great joy. But this doesn't last long, because body after all it keeps on changing, mind also keeps on changing. So. There is more of uh, sorrow, more of pain, more of struggle, more of uh, all sorts of agitation than the joy. Hmm. So, Janma Mrityu Jara Vyadhi, Janma Mrityu Jara Dukhaihi Vimuktaha. But if we analyze, we will find that this Janma and Mrityu is there for the body. Sukha Dukha is there for the, for the mind. Old age and all is also there for the body. So all these experiences which we uh, claim to be ours, they belong to the body, mind, intellect structure. They don't belong to me. They are belonging to this prakriti, to these three gunas, not to me. So when one comes to comprehend this directly, experientially, existentially, when one comes to comprehend this, vimuktaha, that person becomes free because he is always free. And such a realized master, Amrutam Ashnute, attains the state of immortality. See, one may feel that, oh, this is, this appears to be something very abstract or it may appear to be something very difficult to comprehend. Or one may feel that it is some difficult thing. Maybe nobody must have attained this. That is also not true. Many have attained in the past 
and many have attained in the present and many will attain in future also. This is not something which is, uh, which is uh, unnatural. It is not something which is unnatural. It is also a natural state of uh, being. So great Mahatmas like uh, Bhagwan Ramana Maharshi, he also uh, through this, uh, by his meditation and by recognizing, transcending his body, mind, intellect, he could recognize his own self. And when he recognized his self, he became fear of, free of all fears. You know the story of Bhagwan Ramana Maharshi. He was young, he was 17 years old or something, and then suddenly he was overpowered by fear of death. He thought, I will die now. And nobody was there at home. So he was alone, and he felt that, oh, I will die. And he was wondering, what is the meaning of death? What happens? We always hear about others dying. Sometimes it becomes just a number. See, when one person dies, at least we say, oh, that name, someone's name is there. When four or five people die, it is just a number. We don't go into names. And when larger number dies, it is also just a number. And tsunami and all, thousands die, just a number. We cannot even uh, comprehend, uh, understand what it means. It is just numbers. So we keep hearing about death. That this person died, that person died. If you open the newspaper, you will find the, the list. So, we, we also will, this same phenomena will happen to this body also. So that fear gripped uh, our Bhagwan Ramana Maharshi. He was, he was going to school, he was perfectly healthy, nothing was wrong with him. And when that fear gripped him, he decided, he was a great, like a scientist only. He said, anyway, I am going to die and no one is there. Let me just experience this death. Because this is the final experience which we can get in this life. All sorts of experience, but final crux of the experience is there. So he said, let me experience this death consciously. So he just laid down on the floor and he thought that let me, let me imitate this death. Let me die consciously. So when a person dies, his body becomes stiff. So he made his body stiff. And then still he felt that I am still still alive. Body is almost stiff. Even his breathing had slowed down. But still he felt that I am still alive. That my body is not making me alive, but something else is there. Then he looked and he found that all these thoughts are making me feel that I am alive. My thoughts are still there. My feelings are still there. Even a person in coma or sometimes totally... Uh, lying like that, but still the mind is functioning, emotions are functioning. Sometimes the doctor says something and that person responds. Hmm. So that mind is still there, body, uh, body is almost all the functions have stopped. So he felt that the mind is still there and that I, sense of I is still there. Then he felt uh, that let me focus my attention on this I and find out that how it dies, where does it go. So he just stared, he just became supremely conscious of his own presence, I, I, I. 
became absolutely aware of that because he felt that it is different from this body so let me just become aware of it so when he became aware of that i a very strange thing happened that that i thought or that i vritti also disappeared and there was no thought there was no moment in the body there was nothing but he felt his own presence which was beyond all thoughts beyond all uh, imagination beyond all the feelings he just experienced his own presence it's like the uh, light which was thinking it is the moon suddenly comes to know that i am that light and moon is moving in me i am not moving with the moon moon is moving with me in me i am that light if the moon disappears also i remain it doesn't matter for me moon is just for entertainment of the world if moon disappears i exist even if the body disappears i exist this he experienced directly and when he experienced this again he became conscious of the body again became conscious of the mind the mind started functioning the emotion the thoughts and all but his understanding that i am beyond this body and this body is just my dress outwardly it remained firm from a ordinary person he became a great maharshi from venkat ramana he became bhagwan ramana maharshi and this same path he taught to everyone whoever came to him he said if you want to experience that supreme bliss which is your own nature you trace this i and go to its source and once we go to its source we transcend birth death old age and all sorrow become free and experience the state of immortality here and now spirituality talks about here and now spirituality doesn't talk about swarga about going to brahmalok or going to other uh, fantastic places and all spirituality is not a sightseeing uh, what you call tourist department or something spirituality says you have to experience here and now because the reality is here and now if anybody tells you that you will get something there and then that is just a promise you won't be able to come back and complain also it's just a promise here and now if you want to experience then this is the this is the path so thus bhagwan concludes his uh, his teaching to arjuna and he was just you know bhagwan was just feeling very happy with himself he was relaxed comfortable and he thought now arjuna will has understood the whole thing but then arjuna raised his hand he said i have a question so bhagwan says okay ask your question sarjana's so question arjuna vacha kailinga streen gunanetan atito bhavate prabho 
किचारकथम चेतागुणावर्तते कैलिंग स्त्रीगुणानेतीति प्रभो वर्तते हाँ अर्जुन वाच द होल भगवद गीता इज इन द फॉर्म ऑफ अ डायलॉग बिटवीन भगवान कृष्ण एंड अर्जुन अर्जुन न्यू भगवान कृष्ण राइट फ्रॉम हिज चाइल्डहुड एंड ऑल एंड ही हैड ग्रेट अफेक्शन फॉर कृष्ण भगवान कृष्ण ऑल्सो हैड ग्रेट अफेक्शन फॉर अर्जुन and they were uh, very close to each other and they used to talk about so many things they used to chat regularly about many many things but uh, they never chatted about bhagavad gita <laughs> because um, arjuna never asked and bhagwan also did not express so it but they had a very wonderful uh, relationship in fact once arjuna uh, was sleeping lying down and he was murmuring something so bhagwan came there and then uh, they others uh, what what you call they were uh, this and they said okay arjuna is sleeping let me he said don't don't wake him up i want to go close to him and hear what he is whispering he was in sleep and in his sleep he was saying krishna 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 he was saying krishna krishna bhagwan said that's what i want to hear that is all i want to hear from my devotee let me take my name with so much love and and devotion when they take my name that itself is a great joy to me hmm actually taking somebody's name is the expression of our it also can be expression of our love so they had a great uh, relationship but uh, he took bhagwan only as his friend he never considered bhagwan krishna as his guru see friend gives advice hmm? friend can give advice ऐसा करो वैसा करो समटाइम्स वी आर्ग्यू विथ फ्रेंड्स एंड एडवाइज इज अ वंडरफुल थिंग दैट वी नीड नॉट फॉलो इट इनफैक्ट दोज आस्क फॉर एडवाइज दे इज रेयरली फॉलो इट प्लीज एडवाइज मी विल यू फॉलो नो आई विल डिसाइड दैट आई विल आस्क फॉर समबडी एल्स इज एडवाइज वेदर आई शुड फॉलो हिज एडवाइज और नॉट सो बट वेन वी गो टू अ गुरु we ask him to show us the path on which we are ready to walk we are ready to move ahead so it is uh, our uh, swami vivekanand ji also used to tell about a great uh, a story that one pilgrim he reaches one village and he wanted to go ahead on there was some temple but as he reached there he found that there are two three roads are there Uh, lanes going so there was this little tea shop where he was sitting he had a cup of tea and he asked that person who was selling tea that please tell me which road goes to the temple 
and he ordered some tea he ordered pakode also he was totally relaxed he kept his bag there he was kaun sa rasta jata hai and all and that fellow did not reply he did not reply then he finished his tea and all he again he asked kaun sa rasta jata hai still he did not reply then he just picked up his bag and looked and started walking then he said wo oh, beech wala rasta le lijiye that will take you to the he said i was asking you he said that time you were not interested you were interested in pakode then you would ask me again kaun sa rasta jata hai now so but now you were ready ready to move so my words will reach you directly otherwise you will unnecessarily keep on asking me again and again you will not remember what i said so similarly we approach a teacher and ask ki kaun sa rasta jata hai where beyond the three gunas to reach that state of enlightenment kaun sa rasta jata hai sansar mein that is the samsarik teacher but this teacher spiritual teacher is one who shows us the rasta beyond the gunas so arjuna was asking bhagwan after listening to him he asked ki please tell me what is the sign of a person who has gone beyond these three gunas because i want to know i want to understand he was a jignyasu he wanted to understand everything very clearly the word arjuna also means one who is straight forward rujutvat arjuna one who is straight for whatever was in his heart he is to just express a very wonderful person innocent straight forward when he was feeling scared he told bhagwan i am getting scared when his mind was totally confused he told bhagwan i am confused when he did not understand what bhagwan said he said i am getting i don't understand what you are saying so he is straight forward person and that is one of the lakshana of a good student so arjuna uvacha he asked hey prabhu please tell me kaihi lingaihi trin gunan etan atito bhavati prabhu that how do we know that uh, that the person has transcended these three gunas it is like you might get bored with that example but what to do the moon and the reflection on the moon and the light which is beyond the moon which is pure that light so how do we know that that light has gone beyond the beyond the reflection nothing seems to have changed the moon is moon the reflection also remains as it is but the shift has taken place which cannot be seen cannot be recognized from outside easily so similarly here the question Uh, the real answer is that person who has gone beyond alone will be able to know that i have gone beyond but outwardly from an ignorant person standpoint the lakshanas will be given the characteristics will be given that therefore he is asking that what are the lakshanas linga linga means the sign like for example far away on the mountain you see some smoke coming up so then we infer that there must be fire fire cannot be seen fire is not seen there only the smoke is visible but from the smoke we infer that there is fire 
so that smoke is called linga linga means a sign a characteristic a lakshana similarly one may not be able to exactly see the state of a realized master one may not be able to comprehend it fully but we can comprehend his body we can comprehend his behavior we can comprehend his interaction with the world we can understand little bit of his mind the intellect functioning and all so through the outward signs of the prakriti and through the outward signs of the purusha can one recognize that the one who was identified with the body is now beyond the identification has gone beyond like even in our uh, regular life and all like a person is alive or dead one has to then find out sometimes one cannot just know a ordinary person may not know ki exactly this fellow is dead or is still alive so there has to be some test you have to find out whether his uh, organs are functioning or not whether his uh, heart beating and all and finally they check whether his brain is alive or the brain is dead and in in different countries i came to know that there are different uh, rules about when a person is dead one person actually is in the it, uh, they they declared that he is dead but and he was put in that uh, place where other dead bodies were there and suddenly he woke up he came out the government officer was sitting there and all he said kon hai aap ne why was there inside but you are dead what's your name yeah you are you are dead you better go and sit there only because ye hamara rule hai aapka naam hai yahan par sign bhi hai so even a person died we have to have some lakshana so what is kai hi lingai hi trin gunan etan atitaha one who has gone beyond these three gunas what are the signs of such a realized master then kim acharah then what is his achar achar is not achar is not something to eat ha huh? achar means is uh, is vyavahar acharan what is his achar उनका व्यवहार कैसा है जगत में सी इवन इन द फील्ड ऑफ साइंस इन द फील्ड ऑफ दिस केमिस्ट्री एंड दिस एंड दैट टू रिकॉग्नाइज सर्टन केमिकल्स एंड ऑल यू सी देयर आचार वी सी देयर व्यवहार विद अदर केमिकल्स विच इज नॉन सो वी इज टू हैव इन अवर केमिस्ट्री ऑल्सो दिस टू गिव व्हाइट पाउडर इन ऑल एंड टू फाइंड आउट वॉट द कैट आयन एंड एन आयन एन ऑल पाउडर इज पाउडर it looks like salt only and so many powders they look same and you can't just taste it and find out that might be your last taste so we have to follow certain rules certain experiment so put in in some particular gas i mean some liquid which is known the liquid is known so you put it and see how it behaves so if it behaves in a particular way then you know that that is that must be the powder but it doesn't behave then you try some other other liquid so doing lot of this type of experiment one finally comes to know that what it is made up of not directly but by its 
interaction with other chemicals. Similarly, not directly, but the interaction of a realized master with the world around can one can recognize where that person is seated, where that person is established. So therefore, he is asking, "Kikim acharaha." And the third question is, "Katham cha etan trin gunan ativartate." And also, Bhagwan tells me, uh, "Please tell me that how can we transcend these three gunas?" Bhagwan had said that one who comes to comprehend oneself as different from these three gunas, but still he is asking that how can we transcend these three gunas? Can you show us some technique, some method, some path, some simple uh, way by which I am able to transcend these three gunas? So, katham cha etan trin gunan ativartate. So, these are the questions, and uh, Bhagwan gives the reply. Uh, this uh, similar question was asked in the second chapter. Regarding the sthita pradni, in the second chapter, Bhagwan explained how one can uh, through karma yoga we can purify the mind and slowly we can transcend this body mind intellect and get established in the truth. And uh, Arjuna expressed that uh, realized master with the term sthita pradni. When we are sthita, when we are established in our own Understanding, realization of our own self. Here the term used is gunatit, very beautiful term. So Bhagwan replies. Let us see. Shri Bhagavan Vacha, Prakashancha Pravrtincha, Mohamevacha Pandava. Nadveshti sampravrittani Nanivrittani kangshati Prakashancha pravrittincha Mohamevacha pandava Uh, how do we know that a person has transcended these three gunas? Bhagwan, in simple way, he says that that person stops interfering with the prakriti, stops interfering with the gunas. He has got nothing to do with the gunas then. Then the gunas can play their own part, and that person doesn't interfere with the gunas. See, when we are identified with the prakriti, it makes a lot of difference for us when the gunas change. Tamogun, rajogun, all of them they create lot of differences in my experience. But once a person has transcended these three gunas, it doesn't matter whatever the gunas do. It's like you you cross the road. Before you cross the road, the traffic. How, how it is moving, how many cars are there, and all it makes a lot of difference because you want to cross, you want to wait for the traffic to stop. But once you cross again, in whatever way the traffic moves, ki farak penda. What does it matter? 
it doesn't matter because you have already crossed similarly bhagwan here bhagwan says ki he pandava ki adesh realize master nad dveshti sampravruttani nan nivruttani kaankshati he neither hates the 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 arrival of this three gunas nor does he uh, run away from it what you call he doesn't uh, what you call he doesn't uh, hate the presence of it nor does he hate the absence of it the expression of these three gunas prakasham cha pravruttim cha and mohameva cha pandava this prakasha is sattva gun pravrutti is uh, rajogun and moha is tamogun so when a realized master is there and suddenly again the body and the mind and all will have its own play according to the gunas so suddenly that realized master also the mind may become very bright and the intellect may bright and all and he might be able to also speak and also express things very clearly and all so that is the sattva guna is playing but that realized master also can become very active functioning in the world doing some vigorous activity and all moving around and all or he might be totally uh, free from those activities just lying down somewhere doing nothing like jada bharat he used to just lie down doing nothing sitting quietly doing nothing the spring comes and the grass grows that's what the zen master says that uh, you in fact don't do anything the spring comes and the grass grows you are neither the spring nor do nor are you the grass so there are some realized masters who might express predominantly tamasic nature they are the avdhuts and all they don't wear dress also they more on lie down and them pade rahe dattatre avdhut ki tarah jada ajgar ki tarah you will say what type of mahatma is this कुछ काम करो बाबा कुछ करो स्लाइन डाउन देन देर आर हु आर सुपर एक्टिव दे मूव अराउंड यर एंड देयर एंड ट्रेवल ऑल ओवर द वर्ल्ड एंड इम्पॉर्ट द नॉलेज एंड डू सम लॉट ऑफ एक्टिविटीज ऑर्गेनाइज थिंग्स एंड स्टार्ट सम न्यू थिंग्स एंड ऑल एंड देर आर दोज हु आर टोटली इन दैट स्टेट ऑफ सत्व ओनली ऑल द टाइम सिटिंग क्वाइटली मेडिटेटिंग imparting the knowledge like swami tapon ji maharaj used to be there in the himalayas ujja gurudev went to himalaya to learn from him he used to stay in uh, in uh, uttarkashi or he used to go to uh, gangotri or move around in the himalayas without any even chappals without carrying any money or anything without carrying any food just his uh, dress and he used to roam around there free like a free bird just roam around in the in the without carrying mobile phone also <laughs> just roam around like a just free like he was in the sattvic his body his mind his intellect was in sattva gun then our pujya gurudev he established our uh, he came down to the plains he started the yajna in uh, pune 
started giving pravachan, started sharing this knowledge of Bhagavad Gita to the, with the world. Even his teacher had said that koi aega na sunne ke liye. Do char log aaya to you consider yourself lucky. And really speaking on the first day some four or five people were there sitting in front of him. And he was with all the excitement and this and was telling something. Ah, yeah, yeah. Actually, the, the listeners can really dip, send you into a depression only. You are so excited, you tell, ah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but he went all over the world, shared this knowledge which he had gained, established so many, so many ashrams and started the Sandipani where students can go and learn. And did for the, the children, for the youth, for elders, and so many things. Rajogun, expression in his mind, in his intellect, in his body and all. Hmm? Then there are some Mahatmas who just lie down like this. Sometimes they are, they take something also. Guys, I got it. Maharaj, huh? Yes. <laughs> tamasic. I mean the tamasic body, tamasic mind, tamasic intellect. But they are realized masters. Even the devtas come and do namaskar to them. Yogaratova, bhogaratova, sangaratova, sangavihina, yasya brahmani ramate chittam, nandati, nandati, nandati eva. Shankaracharya says, the realized master, sometimes you might see them yogarato, in a meditation, or bhogarato, or they might be indulging in some pleasures of this world. Sangarato, sometimes they are among people, lot of people around them, or sangavihina, or alone somewhere. Ekanta. But one thing common in all, what is? Yasya Brahmani Ramate Chittam. The Chitta is established in Brahma. And, and Nandati Nandati Nandati. They always revel in that Brahma. For them, the different moods of the mind doesn't make any difference. They are not interested to change the mood. If they happen to be Rajasik, they work. If they happen to be Tamasik, they are just lying down. If they happen to be sattvic, their mind happen, they means their mind intellect, they show the sattvic expression. But they are beyond all this. Bhagavan says, Prakashancha pravruttincha mohamevacha pandhava nadveshtisam pravruttani. When they, they suddenly their mind and all is overpowered by sattva gun, they don't uh, get uh, excited and all and they say, are very nice. It doesn't make any difference. When again Rajogun comes, it doesn't make any difference. When Moha, Tamogun comes, it doesn't. They neither hate nor does they desire these three gunas in a particular way. They don't have any favorite. Na dveshti, na kangshati, sampravruttani, nivruttani. They do not hate or desire the acquisition of a particular guna, nor does they hate or desire the removal of a particular guna, it doesn't make any difference to them. It's like the, like the space. Once the space knows that I am space, it doesn't make any difference 
whether the moon is this way, that way, up, down, or what is happening in space, it doesn't matter. If the if the clouds are standing still, even then the space is space. If the clouds are moving, even then the space is space. Or there is there are no clouds, then also the space is space. Space remains space. Similarly, the realized master is a realized master, whatever be the expression of the gunas outwardly. Therefore, it becomes very difficult for comprehending. And the ignorant person has got a lot of conditions. They have their own funny. They have no understanding of the scriptures, no understanding of this role, uh, this state, but they will be having some funny idea about realization. Mahatma ki dadi itni honi chahiye, aisa dress hona chahiye, aise chalne chahiye, aisa bolne chahiye. No rules regulation. The exp- Sometimes they may behave in a very uh, different way also. Totally different. That doesn't mean that uh, an ignorant person behaving like a Mahatma is a Mahatma. Or imitating the behavior of a Mahatma is not, one may not, one will not become a Mahatma by imitating the behavior of Mahatma. By imitating the monkey, actually, one might make a monkey. Sorry, wrong example. By imitating, <laughs> By imitating Buddha, how he is sitting and all, we cannot become Buddha. We have to follow this path and once we get established in it, then how my behavior will be, how the behavior will be of the body, mind, intellect, we don't know. Because it is nature, so how it will behave, we don't know. It's like a child. How that child will look when he grows old, we don't know. But it will have its own rules according to the nature and natural law. He will look whatever he has to look. Similarly, how the body, mind, intellect behaves, the Mahatma is not interested. And that is what his nature is. More about this realized master will is given in the following uh, verses. And also Bhagavan gives a beautiful path. And I will tell you today only that path is of bhakti and what exactly is that bhakti also we will discuss tomorrow.